here we go. This is it. Episode 222-222, No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. This is an episode uh, that we're here to record I've been excited about for a long time. As soon as they uh, announced that my two guests were going to be here this week, along with what just happened on Sunday, I've been looking forward to this quite a bit, and... You guys called me out for not seeing your show last year, and I came last night. There you go. Josh Weinstein and Chris Bliss are here with me. I was here last night in the audience. This is a man who's done his homework, finally, after our fifth appearance. <laughs> I'm willing to admit it. I'm willing to, to confront it, and I'm glad I came last night. It was fun. Yeah? Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's back this up. And what was this exciting thing Sunday of which you speak? Well, something uh, that I wanted. It was the Vikings game. You guys watched it, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> let's talk all about it. 60 minute sports talk here. No. For, I, People have no fucking sense of humor about the Vikings in this time. No, they don't. They <laughs> no, they don't. No, not a shred of sense of humor about it. You know, it. it's funny. Yeah, it's the crowd acts like they're one and five instead of five and one. Yeah, and they act like it's something that matters yeah. as well that too yeah. that too that was funny last night when uh that came up with the audience yeah like, what's were... going on here is it the, the, the vikings and then didn't someone yell um i was i was i came in saturday and everyone was like in a really good mood <laughs> and then it was like then the vikings game the next day and uh well the walking the, the dead. walking dead thing yeah. that you know, i don't watch but Me I, neither. Heard, I heard about what happened and i see why people are probably if they're invested you know hurting still but it's like it's like the, it's just like then the weather got bad and everyone's mood is sour right, people right. stop saying hi on the street and what happened in the walking dead they killed off a bunch of main they characters killed off a beloved character in a very vicious way apparently yeah oh yeah people are outraged of the violence on a violent tv show <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> somehow i don't i'm not sure but uh, let's see. So going back to 2014, I've had you on the show uh, since this trip to Asia. I've had everybody that participated. Pete, Tom Segura, uh, Chad Daniels. Right. And I've heard all of the different you know, versions of you know, their versions of what happened there. But Chad the, telling the going down the hill on the, on the trash can lid story, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. Yeah. But to finally be able to go and see the product, even hearing the lead up of... Uh, the last couple months when, you know, Lewis got to go out and see the movie in California. and then people The movie we're speaking of, incidentally, is called I Need You to Kill. Yes. Yes. It's a documentary about comedy. It was directed by Josh J. Elvis Weinstein. Damn right. I think they've talked about it so much on this show now oh, that okay. he just felt like the, it was a his, went okay, without his saying. His listeners know. All right. <laughs> I, they better know. Yeah. They better know. But uh, And then even hearing, like, you know, people, like, we're seeing, like, bigger snippets in the office here, you know, as time is like, I was getting jealous, but I didn't want it to be blown. Yeah. Like, so all I watched was that trailer you made probably, I don't know, five, six ago. times. Yeah. Many times. And uh, I told you on Sunday, and I'll tell you now as you're sitting in front of me, congratulations. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you amazing. very much. Amazing. Um, so now I've talked a lot about it. Um, where do we, You saw it too, Chris, right? Yes, I've been and told. I was so happy that they didn't kill off a beloved character in a very brutal way at the end. <laughs> If that would have happened, who would it have been? It would have to be Lewis. It would just have to be that whole <laughs> Just because he was the only yeah. beloved character there That's was. Right. <laughs> it would be the Obi-Wan thing, for sure. Yeah. 
he he's certainly an Obi Wan or uh, or Yoda, I guess. Yeah. Either way, he'd he'd end up in a holographic form at the end. Yeah. Watching his clothes would just drop, and there'd be no Lewis there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then the voice would be in the background. Well, there's no. I thought it was great too. I mean, I just yeah. you know, I, I just thought if you if you know comedy from the inside, you're going to love it, and if you just love comedy you're going to feel like you're on the inside. So, I mean, there's no loss there. And I was just telling Josh to do a, a, a movie about comedy and comedians that has, uh, you know, more heart than snark. I mean, it's close, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a great review. You know, it's uh, it, but it's a really good, because, you know, I mean, I happen to, to, we both know a ton of comedians, and it's the ones that are propelled in some sense by heart that we all right. You know, respond to so. I uh, I wanted to ask you about you know so the theater that we all got to uh, got to see it in on Sunday here in Minneapolis. Uh, you went up and, and and talked a little bit before the movie started, and you can you brought up the movie uh, the Tom Hanks punchline. Yes, yes, <laughs> which I opened for. Yes, yes, I, which was when I was I guess seventeen. It was uh, so I was a feature act by like a minute. Uh huh. 31 minutes solid <laughs> unless it didn't go well then i had 10 minutes um but uh no they oh they hired me this is through the comedy gallery they hired me to open for well first there was like a kq premiere night i think i think it was kq and it was like in brooklyn center and you know it was like a couple of local celebrity guests and like someone actually introduced me and there was a mic stand and i did like my 10 minutes set, and it was like awkward but fine yeah you know? But then I was hired to like open for the movie two night, two shows a night at Ridge Square Theater over by Ridgedale, and uh, like there was no advance notice of there being a comic there. There was no special start time, so like they wouldn't let like they still wanted to start the movie on time, so they had me start like ten minutes or fifteen minutes before the actual start time. So it was just me talking with a lav mic through a through a bad you know PA you know. You know, and people like you know are still getting seated at that point. Opening their candy, they're coming in the door, go like with you know stopping and dead in their tracks. They're probably. I remember. Didn't they used to go through the? I know because I saw it years. They would come the Roy Rogers thing. They'd come through and ask for money at theaters. Do you remember that at all? I don't remember that. No, No? I don't remember that happening. They would. Wasn't it Roy Rogers? It was something like they would. uh, Before we show you the film today, they would send somebody down with like a little bucket. Was this a very small? town that you grew up in? It was in one of these small theaters in St. Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was wondering if anybody thought, is this guy asking for money? Well, there What's was, a, there was kind of like, what? yeah, there was definitely a, what the fuck, you know, as they walk in the door, you know, is this a seminar I walked into? It's like, <laughs> wow. You know, so it was really, it was not conducive. And then the movie just sucked ass. It was so bad. Yeah. And such, you know, such a waste of talent. Why does and it suck ass? It sucks ass because it's trying to portray a comedy scene that never existed, you know? It was just this... You know, they they were sort of trying to make this earnest portrayal of what 80s stand-up was like, and they created this world with, you know, there was like this troop of comics with lockers. Lockers. Locker. And, That's yeah. the cliche that every comic will tell you about. Yeah, they had their locker in the yeah. back. Before Everyone was like, I remember every comic going, lockers? <laughs> 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 what would have been in that locker? Yeah, yeah well, you just come in, you know, because you're going to work. So you go down to the locker room and put, your, you know, get your show clothes on and do your makeup and... Yeah. You know, and wow. and then there was a big competition, you know, yeah, yeah. to get on the big show, TV show, and it was just really just like 
this cheesy ass thing that you know really had nothing to do with how people do comedy. Or, sure, sure. It was a romp. It was a. It was a romp was, of cliches. Yes, it romped from one to the next. Um, so and watching it four times, I really got to pick it apart. <laughs> sure. Uh, Waste of talent and subject matter. Yeah. Some funny people in it. Yeah, uh, of course, even after this last weekend, I'm reading articles, people saying, like, Tom Hanks needs to get back to doing comedy. He just yeah, apparently well, did really that, well. That, on... that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're referring to Punchline when they you say know what? he I read, should get back to comedy. I read two different articles, neither mentioned Punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So that's very true. So I, I'm no, I'm pretty sure we covered this in the past, but uh, to remind me and anyone else that probably doesn't remember, how did uh, how did you get involved with that tour? Like, what happened first? Uh, Lewis called me up, and he knew I had been making a previous documentary. Um, and he called me up and uh, basically said, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this tour. If you, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but I, you know, you might want to." might be something you want to make a movie about maybe i'll you know if you want to do it you know maybe i'll find somebody to you know get some you know we'll find some investors to do it mm-hmm. um and i said you know let me think about it because i want to make sure you know i feel like there's an actual movie there as opposed to just you know film of a tour kind yeah of. um and then i got cancer and i got <laughs> and i you know i had a whole like four months of medical shit just happen all at once uh, and I kind of like forgot about it, and Lewis thought I would, you know, that was me just blowing him off. Oh. Yeah, uh, boy, you'll go to an extreme rather yeah. than just a polite no. He just didn't hear from me, so uh, um, cancer, huh? This yeah, yeah. So then I called. Then I called him back. How many times can you use that excuse? I talked to him. Yeah, I talked to him after that, and I was like, you know what? I, you know, sorry, it's been a bit. I had cancer, uh, but uh, yeah, I think we should do this. Uh, and I, I, then I sent him a copy of my first movie, and he watched it and was super excited about it. And he was like, "You know what? Um, if if we get investors, they're going to want to tell you what to do. So I'm just going to pay for it myself because I don't want anyone telling you what to make. I want you to make exactly the movie you want to make, and awesome. no one can tell you what to do." So. Yeah. So that was a good situation, I'd say. <laughs> so it was uh, very much a no-brainer from there. You know? Was there uh, now? Compare. It's weird talking about a movie that I that we've all seen, um, yeah. but that like people listening to this don't have an opportunity to see right now. Right. You know. Uh, and of course, I don't want to give anything away, uh, like any of the you know, or not too much. But um, how different is the final product from from what you had in mind? Back when you two first talked, um, it's better. It's better. Better. Than, yeah, it is. There's more. There's more of a movie there than I necessarily thought there would be. You because know? you kind of just had to wait and see what would. Yeah, happen. you don't. You know, and you have to wait and look at the footage and see what connects with things and where the story really is. And you know, is there? Is there? You know, can you build relationships over the course of the movie? Can you? Yeah, and how much? You, yeah, and there can was you a lot char- of Can you there. actually do character development with these guys? Yeah, and let them unfold throughout. And so, I mean, it has all those elements to me. Yeah, that a dramatic movie has. You know, so it's you know, and I always knew I'd have you know, I'd, I knew I'd have stand up to fall back on mm-hmm. as just pure entertainment factor. Right. You know, and I knew I had Lewis's story as pure interesting factor. You know, like those are the two things I knew. But I knew Lewis didn't want me to, didn't want to pay for a movie about himself. Even though we would all love to see that. We all would, and I would have loved to have made it, honestly. But I kind of, I was, I really kind of just put it out there as a warning to Lewis. I went, you know what? I cannot promise 
what this movie is going to be, uh-huh. but I'm warning you that the one story I know is interesting is yours. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, yeah. So if if I hit a wall, that's where I'm headed. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You just, you know. Oh, nice sure, Chinaman. You know, do a Chinaman. Make, sure, make sure, you know, you know that's not what I'm asking for. You know? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, so when it... <clears throat> I'm trying to look back. How many comics actually in, appear in the final product? I never wow. actually counted, but um, there's there's probably fifteen, uh, maybe lots. probably fifteen yeah. comics, maybe a little more, maybe yeah, twenty. Maybe a more, yeah. If you count our guys, for sure, it's twenty. I yeah. Would say. Wow. And is there? Has there? Uh, how do I ask this? Is like, do you have any idea what's happening to any of those people? Like these? You know, no, I follow some of them on Twitter, okay. and you know, and some of them are, uh, you know, still at it, but at the same level, it seems like you know they're not they're not leaving the scene that much. It seems like more people are going to the mainland China rooms now. Okay. Um, the Singapore room seems to be at about the same level where they're, you know, it seems like they've moved a couple times since the venue and the movie. Oh, and, okay. But they're still bringing in, you know, decent size acts once in a while, and you know, got their sh- weekly shows. So seems like it hasn't. It has. It's not. It's not a rocket ship right now, but it seems like it's maintaining. Okay. It's Would there be sta- yeah. what, Chris? No, I was going to say it's been stable for a while. Do they have Australian acts they bring over? Yeah. Well, there's the the, the people in the movie aren't the only people doing comedy yeah. over there. You know. So no, but yes. they're in the indigenous. They're uh, uh, indigenous definitely a lot of you know yeah, British native, and, yeah. British and Australian guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have set up little shops too remind me have you worked uh anywhere in that area chris i worked singapore yeah i did when uh, was that um i did a just for laughs show there uh i don't remember how many years ago that was uh maybe 10 years ago okay uh with uh three uh, i think three other acts uh and it was and i I thought it was a blast I, i i we really enjoyed it you know it wasn't uh uh i thought it was an interesting place you know, they had a lot to recommend it. So. There were, I was talking to someone after, uh, you know, when we had the um, reception after the movie on Sunday. Yeah. And, someone, and uh, there was one person saying to me that she, at one point, thought the movie was going to be more about, like, just... Um, like, when you get to the part about Singapore, and I'm just thinking this because you just brought it up, Chris, that, like, all the rules and, like, when the guys start talking about... You know, that's a rich conversation. Free speech and all that. Right. You know, like, I mean, that could be a whole movie on itself. It'd be a different one. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, in there. <laughs> you know, I chose this one. Yeah, no, but that's kind of how it is with docs. Is you choose the movie you make from the same raw material. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's all it's all dictated by you know what do I have to mm-hmm. be able to tell the story, you know, with with certainty. You know. Yeah. Do you remember when you went there, like having to deal with any? strict rules or uh i remember it being not as i mean they make it sound like this terrifying place and well here's what i remember i remember walking into the tv station and there's three women and uh behind the reception desk area and uh one is in uh some sort of muslim dress and one is in some sort of uh, hindu dress and one is in western dress and I thought to myself, well, th- well, this doesn't s- suck, you know. This is kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, v- the, their version of all that, and they've actually done a housing thing in Singapore, where they've, which is, which is forced integration, just right. on that level. Oh, okay, you know, and it's worked for the society that had no cohesion to begin with. There are three main ethnic groups: there's there's Chinese, there's Indian, and there's Malay. Okay, those are the three main groups, and the, and then there's other apparently, you know, and so 
each of these housing developments, which are a, a big part of the housing in Singapore, um, because real estate is you know ridiculous, ridiculous. Like crazy. Um, everything is crazy. The cost of yeah. living there is crazily high. Um, but there's four, there's quotas for how many Malay, how many Indian, how many oh. Chinese in each building. Sure. In each building. So the cultures are mixed. With it. And, and, it, and that part is actually, you, you know, working. Yeah. Uh, so that part was very, I mean, I found, and, as far, and I found the comedy audience to be educated and interested. So. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it, it is a, uh, it's a really interesting place. The sense of, of authoritarianism. I was particularly sensitive to it because I was looking for it as a filmmaker, you know, because oh. it was a, sort of a character of yeah. Singapore. Yeah, and it is. Um, so I'm. I think my mindset was such when I was there that it was like I was extra feeling it. Well, in the you generation know? you were talking to, certainly, you know, they you, when I was there, they used to just sneeringly call it that's Disneyland with the death penalty. That's what the right. young Singaporeans would call it. And they all wanted to move to Australia. Oh. But like 40 years ago, there was just uh, nothing but shacks and a swamp surrounded by uh, countries in yeah. chaos. You know, I mean, so you look at what they've done there and you sort of go, well, the kids may think it's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they, it, it's, that's, but they do feel that. They are pushing back against that. that yeah, restraint. and I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel any real sense of resentment. And I, you know, I felt like people were fairly free to, you know, didn't, they felt free to speak their mind, you know, for the most part. But, but it is institutionally authoritarian. You yeah, know? well, I know some cartoonists there. They've come down on pretty hard. So yeah, well, and that was part of the thing of the movie is that stand up is so far sort of under the radar there. That was yeah, very interesting know. the way it's described by the people. I'm there. sure I won't. My personal contribution won't be helping that. <laughs> but, <laughs> Free speech, man! Damn it! <laughs> you ruined it with your fucking movie. <laughs> Um, so I suppose there won't be a viewing over there. I don't think I want to go back to Singapore with the movie now because no. I didn't uh, get permits and stuff either over there. And that was that. That's risky. That's risky. Well, you know, it was. I mean, most of the time I was on private property, so it was irrelevant. You know, but uh, oh, okay. There you go. But like my, but Damien, the camera guy, he got detained in a public for putting down a tripod and shooting in a public square kind of place. Oh. And was it just a stern warning? It was like a, a, an hour of questioning, kind of, um, you know, and him going, "Yeah, I'm making a documentary, but it's you know for private use at this point. It's mm -hmm. not, I'm not, you know, which is a fib." <laughs> but, <laughs> but don't worry, no one will ever see this. Yes. He could um, be working on his own doc. You don't know that, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> just over there, he was shooting, moonlighting on me, shooting twice as much as. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I I would kind of worry about that. I don't think I would need to really. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not that strict, you know. But uh -huh. but it's you know, they're on top of things. Sure. It's an efficient on top of things place. Yeah. And now, uh, and, and they they yeah. may want to make an example out of me since I'm poking a hole in their uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Hong Kong, I go back to in a heartbeat. Okay. You know, right on. That's an exciting city. But Singapore. Uh, I don't need to. I don't, feel, I don't feel a burning need to go back to Singapore. I, no. I felt like I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have to agree with that totally. Yeah. I think I was there for like a week, and it was like, well, it's also kind of like San Diego. I mean, it's, yeah, it it's, is really. I mean, boring. it's really. I mean, they call it Asia Light as well as Disneyland. Yeah. you know, because oh, okay. it's just it's all English speaking. It's super clean. Yeah, it's super managed you yeah. know there's yeah. no heavy traffic it's not congested yeah. even though it's crowded yeah um 
you know so it's like a re- if you're you know if you're terrified of world travel but still really want to go to asia that's the place to go because it, it, it will land with the it will moment. not challenge you you know okay. you know it might challenge you with some spicy food you sure, know cool. but it bring won't, it on but it won't if if you know if foreignness is a fear to you then you, Singapore is not a worry I except gotcha. for humidity okay. you know it's like a giant cruise ship sitting out it there it kind of yeah. is you know, <laughs> with prices to match kind of yes. you know? <laughs> um. I mean, I'm sure as hell glad I went there. It's, it was super cool to experience it and be able to mm-hmm. shoot there and do that. But uh, I didn't love it there like I loved Hong Kong. What about Macau? How long were you there? Macau, we were just there basically for an afternoon. Boom and, and night. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Got, we got in Sunday afternoon. That was the end of the, the yeah, trip. The casino show. Yeah. Now, we're, if we go back, okay, let's say a year from where we are today, where were you in the editing process? How, how where were you a year ago? A year ago, I had sections of the movie that I was happy with, uh-huh. but it, well, they weren't connected. You know, I kind of knew the structure that I was going, what I was building towards. Okay, but uh, I think a year ago we did like uh, we did a um, fundraiser here at the club, um, and I showed some clips from the movie yeah. in progress. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have much beyond those. Really. Okay, you know, I had some little pieces. It was like, it was parts on a workbench basically at that point. I gotcha. And, um, Are there, were there parts that you ended up leaving out that you just agonized over? Or no, I, none that I agonized over. The nude scenes. How about the nude scenes? No, those are easy. You know, okay, to leave out. It was just like me dancing nude, and then give me my camera back. So, <laughs> you know. But. Uh, no, I didn't agonize over anything. It all, it all, it, it, you know, I, I took, so I did a screening with a bunch of comedy folk and friends out in L.A. of a rough cut. Oh, like, okay. Like last February. So yeah, between now, between now a year ago and February is when it became a first full cut. Oh, okay. Um, minus some music and voiceovers and stuff. Sure. Uh, but I got a bunch of TV writers and producers and comics and stuff together to watch it in LA and get their thoughts and, um, you know, mostly it was the reactions that told the tale and then it was easy to, you know, go, okay, that can come out. Oh, okay. So you actually sat in a theater with them? Yeah. And watched it? Yeah. Yeah. He actually recorded them watching it. I didn't, but most people do. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Did you consider that? Yeah, I did. But, you know, I could feel it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you, is, and you know the material well enough, you weren't going to forget where it happened. That's the thing is, it's like you know, there's only so many notes someone can give you because yeah. they don't know what you have. You know, yeah. they can say it would be nice if you can do this, and I go, yeah, it would be. You know, <laughs> it would be yeah. great if I could. But are there are there any differences between getting a positive feedback from a like stand up comedy crowd versus the feedback from people watching your movie? Um, there's a difference in. In sad, in there is a difference. I can't exactly articulate what it is. I mean, the the hearing it from the comics is satisfying on a personal level. Of like, I really kind of want to. I kind of made this movie for comics. You know? Okay, it was a comic talking about comics about comedy. You know, so yeah, it had to at least ring true to comics for mm-hmm. me to be feel like I succeeded. Yeah, um, and I I, I totally feel like it passes the bullshit detector. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then to hear it the other night with a more civilian audience was much more reassuring that 
I didn't just yeah. make an insider. Yeah. You know, I didn't just just make a comedy movie for comics. You know? Yeah. You know. Uh, no, but I. Yeah. I mean, I, but I think you, your comedy friends told you that that's not just an inside movie. Yeah. Too. No, I, mean, I felt. It, you know, you, I was, you knew it anyway. I wasn't worried yeah. coming into the but screening. It's nice to get quite the confirmation. I, I, this. This is this it's a really entertaining. This film. piece of work is 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 my best piece of work. Yes, you know, I think, and it's it's certainly the most personal piece of work, and it's certainly, you know, in some ways it was also the easiest thing because it was, uh, you know, my 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 feelings about it and my tone, my sense of tone about the whole thing were consistent throughout. Which mm-hmm. is, this is, I this was going to be a love letter to comedy, no matter how you know what I was making. I yeah, just, you know. But, uh, you know, I feel like this movie is certainly going to be a bigger contribution to stand-up comedy than my stand-up comedy is. You know? <laughs> I think I bring more gifts to that table than I, you know, not, you know, mm-hmm. just, Hopefully ter- we'll just in terms of, of percentages. Not, yeah, not, yeah. You know, I'm not saying I, I'm a shitty comic. It's not a self-pitying thing. Right, but right. The fact that I ha- I've had, you know, 30 or 25 years in TV that led up to this. And I've been doing stand up all along, yeah. And learning, you know, and and working on comedy product all along, and learning all this shit all along. It's like there's not a lot of people who can bring all of that to the table. It um, may even become known as the anti punchline. <laughs> if that, see, if, if, we, if it can wipe that stain off of right. the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think that's happened already. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's happened already. That's such uh, a good film. And then I just need to say, as uh, you know, as I've mentioned to you two many times how much of a mystery science fan i was and still am cool going to that your movie sunday and then going into the reception looking over much of mystery science oh theater 3000 crew is there. can i yeah. tell you josh i texted a friend of mine when i first saw a uh, trace sitting yeah. across the aisle from me i texted my buddy i'm like dude trace is across the aisle for me at this movie yeah yeah Kevin Kevin injured his leg, or he would have been there too. So, but yeah, all the many Minnesota-based folk were there. Bill, Bill Corbett cool. was there. Bill Mike was Nelson, there, Bridget, Mike, and yeah, Mary Jo Peel. Yes, yes. So yeah, it was nice of them to cook because I missed the uh, MST reunion right a few months ago because I was working on this movie trying yeah. to get it done and I didn't want the distractions. So. It was nice of them to come out. Yeah, um, I didn't talk to any of them, be- but. Uh, I was nerding out puss. the whole time. Puss, 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 I was saying to my wife, I was like, what am I going to say? Like, this is like an, in, like, these are, in, like, this is like their time. And I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to be like the outsider, like, mm, super fan, nerd. Like, no, I'm going to just let them enjoy this moment with their oh, old friends. For future reference, you're, it's safe. Yeah. It's safe. Yeah, I just did, I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't do it, but thank you. There are very few performers who don't like praise. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I saw that uh, your old buddy Judd Apatow gave you a review of the movie. He did. That was very nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, uh, I mean, this is the time where you now like hit up all of your famous friends, right? To um, have them see it and give reviews and get the word out? If we, well, I'm going to, you kind of want to, I want to wait until we actually have distribution sure. so that people can actually take action from, yeah. fr- rather than just me doing an ego flex. You know? <laughs> um, okay. You know, but yeah, no, I mean, when it comes time, sure, I'll put the word out there to anyone I can to mm-hmm. help spread the word if they're up for it, you know? Well, that might be the most. But Judd was already, you know, that was just that was unsolicited. That was, I mean, I he I had sent him a link. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But uh, it wasn't with any request. It was just like, hey, this is what I'm up to. Sure. Uh, well, that is the the big question that needs answered. I don't think you have an answer, but 
Where well, where will it go? Don't know. Do not know. We'll yeah. see. You know, it's we're trying all the places you who would buy a documentary and show it. You know, Netflix and those kind of places, and the you know the premium cable. Now, when you did your documentary about Michael uh, Michael Debar, Debar, did that ever get a distribution? No, because of music rights. Um, just I just when I actually when I get back to to L.A. this week, I'm going to be uh, working on both rebudgeting and taking out some music cues where it's possible and and because i found uh, someone who's who may be a angel investing for me to help get it into the world so. oh wow okay i was like trying to think was there what you, you used uh there was like the 70s this the song you use in um i need you to kill when the like when you eventually get to like the what would you call that? Not the opening sequence, but the title. Oh yeah, yeah. that I composed. Well, that I had composed. I worked with a composer for yeah, that. That's yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Very catchy. Very like sets the mood. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, it's that, and there's a lot. There's some actual Cantonese hip hop in the movie, and uh, how nice that we get to rip off their copyright. That's right. No, I bought it. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I learned all my lessons from the last movie, and there's like six grand worth of music in this movie, so, as wow. opposed to the 200 grand retail or so with the other movies. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, I can't believe I haven't mentioned the fact that uh, um, this podcast gets mentioned in the this movie. This podcast indeed gets mentioned. I like yes! It. Yes, it is. I. You should have seen me trying to explain that to my kids. I'm like, all right, there's this movie, <laughs> and it's about comedy. and a com- uh, But the point is, Daddy's show got mentioned on it. That's right. Yeah. I figured you'd like that. that I, I loved it. <laughs> and then, my, uh, and then of course, they were like, You're, are you going to be famous? Like, uh, well, hmm. no. no. No, Daddy's no. not going to get famous no. from that. <laughs> no, not from <laughs> this. <laughs> Probably not from anything, but not from this. But it's super cool. <laughs> And maybe someday I'll let you watch the movie when you're a little older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, let's talk a little bit about the sh- uh, you guys working here this week, of okay. course. Like, I went to the show last night. and um, It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. And I've never, you know, like we've talked about it here, but I never had actually seen the two of you on the stage at the same time and how that works. It's kind or of the comedy version of American <laughs> Sniper. Yes. Say that again? The comedy version of American Sniper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, not, it's definitely not a, 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 a duo. It's no. more uh, taking turns. There's some interaction, a little uh, goofing uh, on each other, a little helping each other out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to describe really beyond that. It's just it's tag team comedy, basically. But, yeah. Uh, um, Are you guys see each other at all? No. Besides well, this? No. No. Not no, really. No, I mean, no, I see Chris no. came to LA well, for the screening. A week. Oh, years enough. Five days. It's okay. Like, yeah. You know. No. That's about it for us after 26 years. It's like, whew, again? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's part of the motivation for the show is it's our chance to hang. And yeah. It's sort of like a supervised custody visit for mm-hmm. the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, you know, I, it's in some, you know, and it's certainly a change of pace from the regular opener, middle headliner mm-hmm. format. You know? Yeah, and a nice change of pace for us is just as uh, I mean to to walk on stage thinking more as uh, who you are than as what you are is uh, uh, is 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 a is a plus. Okay, and so we can both walk out here, and he's 
you know, our challenge is to be Chris and Josh, not to be Chris's act and Josh's act. Oh, uh, sure. You know, as much as we can. Of course, you know, the material's there. When the time comes, you can plug it in or not plug it in and move it on. But you also have this narrative that changes every time that we're out here. And uh, we've been particularly interested in uh, in that this week. Yeah, just staying off of autopilot with anything. And, uh-huh. you know, and really, uh, you, you warned the crowd about politics a bit last night? We did. You know, we kind of warned them that we weren't going to talk about it. And we <laughs> didn't talk about well, it that much, really. No, no, around it, but not about it. And, and that was, I mean, Josh called me last week and he said, look, there's one thing I think we really should agree on. You know, people are sick of this, and let's not bother. I said, not only that, but the, not only has that field been plowed and plowed and plowed again, but it has also been fertilized repeatedly. So, <laughs> at some point, what more can you say? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it just brings out. At this point, you know, you can get laughs, but it also makes people sad. <laughs> I think yeah. it makes people yeah. resentful and grumpy. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I read a stat this morning. It said 81% of people, I don't know where, where they were surveyed, but are saying, can we just get this over with? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we were on WCCO yesterday, and I talked about how we aren't talking about politics. Oh, okay. We, we apparently got a very big ticket sale bump after that spot, so I imagine it has to do no with kidding. that. No kidding. Because it's not like we were that funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. But we were upbeat and charming. We were. When you're on with John Hines, what can you do? Legend. Yes. He's a legend around here. You know that. Um, what was I? Uh, uh, oh, I'm looking at my notes here because I had a good one I was going to ask you. I do take I make myself notes. What did, did you? What did you think of the show? What do you? Yeah, think? I was yeah. just. Have gonna... I not, not said that? I haven't said well, that. Well, I mean, uh, you said it was good, but oh, I mean, your show was... last night. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I thought it was good. It's it it was. Um... How would you describe it? Yes. Well, I... I, I mean, if it was which one did you like better? Me or <laughs> That's, I guess, what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the? I mean, do you do you feel like there's value to what to to, to this format? Yes. How's the you value know, proposition? As, as, having sat through a show of it, did, did it feel? Uh, yes, and here's why. I uh, I'm someone that comes to Acme as much as possible. You know, I'm probably a bigger you know consumer of comedy than like the average person than me i don't know acme has a lot of regulars i consider myself one of them right a lot of you know nights are just the same the same i mean everything's different uh but like as we just talked about you know there's the mc headliner feature or uh headliner feature headliner it's just one two three levels of um quality go up as the night goes on in in theory hopefully um, and then you two just come out. It's ni- First of all, I just it's nice to I like seeing something different. Right. You know, uh, there was earlier this year Todd Glass. I came and saw his show, uh-huh. and that is like he throws everything out. You know, he introduces himself from the behind the stage, and right. uh, it's just it's nice to uh, get my attention just because it's something different. Right. That makes sense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I know you two guys. You two have always made me laugh. So sitting here, sitting in the crowd, watching you two up on the stage finally is great for me. Um, yeah, you can stop now. I just, I, I'm not trying to put you, not trying to grill you as to why, what's good about it. I just wanted to make, you know, my, my question was honestly, does it feel like there is, a, there is a value in the fact that it's different like that? Yes. Yeah. And my answer is definitely cool. yes. It's, um, it was, it's also, I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you, are you, Concerned, like when when Chris is performing, and or Chris uh, for you as well, like when he's performing, like are you, 
you know, do you not? You don't want to be slumped in your chair too much, or you don't want to distract. Is, is that something that's in your? I think the the for me, it's just stay stay tuned. You know, don't yeah. don't tune out. You know, laugh at the appropriate places. Okay. You know, um, interject when it's funny and not it stepping on something. You know. Yeah, and just uh, I mean I. During the week, we'll, I'll look at a, a note to see if there's something new I haven't tried that I want to try after Josh. I mean, I might be thinking while after handing the baton over to Josh, I might be sitting there thinking, what am I going to do when he's gone, done? But half of that depends on where he stops. So, right. so uh, yeah. at some point, we just go, well, let's be supportive. Let it run as far as it can run. Or 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 subversive sub something right yeah because you either I'm, hand it off like at a natural point like on a high like the end of a bit with a nice big laugh yeah, yeah and then yeah. you're handing it off on a platter or you hand it off when you run it into the ditch you know <laughs> and it's like okay they're fucking sick of me I can step out and let them re you know recalibrate their taste for me while this guy talks yeah you know? and as the night went on I was you know I'm thinking like is this how they this has to be different all the time. This it can't is. just be rehearsed. Like he's not like, all right, that's it. All right, go ahead, you do. Like these are things. This has no, to be and I think that's gotten freer and freer and freer. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. You know, uh, to where there's no clock in your head at all about it at any point, whether to run longer or just like, and that's really nice because you get to calibrate the energy and put it all into the thing. And then this week in particular, I've noticed it's been like, all right. Um, whether it worked or didn't work or wherever it was, it was like, oh, I'm out of energy on this run. Okay, you. Right. And I see you do the same thing as sort of like, oh, that's a good place to stop right there. Let's go, you know. Right. But it's a, but it, for us then, it's also really nice because there's, we we can get a rhythm within the bit and then, you know, rest up for the next rhythm within the, so that part's nice. Yeah, and you don't, and there is a certain thing like where if, if you take the audience and do it, if you're alone on stage, say you're Chad Daniels, <laughs> and you take and you take the audience on a fucking off ramp, you know, where they get where they get mad at you Chad? For, for being Chad angry an audience. Yes. I mean, Chad will scold them back into shape, but yes, but you know, but in this case, it's like I can either take two minutes to make them kind of rewarm, mm-hmm. or I can just hand it off to Chris, and they're already kind of warm to him, and then the, mm-hmm. by the time they come back to me, they've forgotten that thing that they were kind of mad about. Yeah, you know, so. They're just so grateful to be done with me. So <laughs> it, 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 it's definitely a different dynamic throughout the show, you know, because we both have to feel, you know, there is still the overall, you know, is self-indulgent as as it, it, it sort of seems. It's I mean, our our goal is still to put on a really good show. You know? You're keep, I mean, you're, let's face it, you're keeping a local MC and feature out of out of work. For Absolutely, and taking their money. <laughs> yeah. But it's I, I also I I would say at least. For me, what really feels uh, it's very different to stand on stage with a really good friend of yours. I bet yeah. you know. I mean, uh, and it's and and that feeling I think just permeates the entire show. Is that is that we're a couple of people that uh, uh, enjoy one another's sense of humor, uh, enjoy one another's company, enjoy doing this show. Yeah, and and it's not a rap battle. We're not trying to top each no. other. We're not trying to. Could you, you know. do that one? But night? it's not. Could you, could yeah. you though? Do a I rap battle? Good. Yeah. I don't think we Please. could. And it's Come not on. a Jimmy Fallon tousling the hair of Donald Trump either. We're not oh. exactly having a love fest. Sure. All right. So, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just like. It's, so that part to me is. I think the audience really. You could, we couldn't fake that anyway, but the whole reason we're here is to not have to fake anything. So right. that part's really pleasant. You know what? Actually, when I left you last night, what I said to my wife was, you know what they just did on stage tonight? And like even the the interaction between the two of them, and the um, it reminded me of recording the podcast with you guys. Oh, good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I want you know, it's conversational and it's conversational in two directions, mm-hmm. you know, with us and the audience and uh, and between each other. Yeah, we're uh, so that's like four dimensional chess, right? Exactly. Like from Star Trek with juggling, with <laughs> juggling. Yeah. Yes, and then the finale. There is the finale that I'd always heard about. Yeah, and quite a piece of energy from mm-hmm. two men of our age. Isn't it? <laughs> Over a hundred years of comedy experience yes, on the life comedy stage. Yeah, as well. You know. <laughs> my mom said that I well, came I out of the womb. My my mom used to tell me that I uh, came out of the womb laughing practically. That I would laugh. That I would wake up laughing as a Thank baby. God, I'm the youngest of four. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of uh, crying, I'd well either that or I just thought that shitting myself was the most hysterical. <laughs> You're not you know, wrong. It's the no. first. You were It's wrong. the first punchline. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> fucked up and funny. It's especially funny yeah. if you have to make someone else change it. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. If I got a surprise for her. <laughs> that's right. So. Are you? Uh, how? How much stand-up have you been doing then, like in the last year, um, Josh? I have probably done fifteen sets this yeah. year okay. total, and that includes like seven shows in five days with, or seven shows in three days with Tom Segura in San Diego. Uh, so yeah, I do like a set a month sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's uh, especially when I'm working on the movie. It's like. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not a priority. Yeah. You know. It's. Uh, I shouldn't say that. But, <laughs> but Lewis knows. Oh, I can. I'll. I'll up you on what shouldn't be said. I. I probably do a. a, a about that, although uh, more with the sh- ship work, but it's not a priority, and I make my living at it, so that's much worse. <laughs> it's actually much worse when what you make your living at becomes not a priority anymore. <laughs> you know. That's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just not my living anymore. Right. You know. So right. I And it's and it's not mine like it used to be. So what do you want from that, huh? You know. I although I do get to do some interesting stuff cuz of the uh, uh I just uh I told Josh about this. This didn't go very well. I got to do a media law review center conference, uh-huh. which is all first amendment and media lawyers. Okay. And the guy just wanted me because of this Bill of Rights project that I have and yep. he said come and speak to our group and the National Lawyers Forever it might be helpful and this is such a dry group anyway. So I went up after 75 minutes uh, of discussion of the Rodney King video and fair use doctrine and police body cams and privacy. Hmm. Uh, and then and now at 3.30 in the afternoon, here's your, here's your comedian. But I was supposed to do First Amendment relevant, you know, in particular. I had some good jokes and everything, but they didn't like my first joke about how, wow, 75 minutes about fair use and not one comment on... What pretty fair use of a baton it was! I mean, come on, <laughs> it's a room full of lawyers, and I and I knew, I knew, like you do, that where that scored on the page that I was in the wrong. That it was this was not the way to, uh, you know, you know. And then I had something about living in L.A. afterwards because once a year, like clockwork, Rodney King would get arrested, yeah, for some tomfoolery mm-hmm. for the next ten years. And my punchline for that was, uh, which I think just demonstrates there's no such thing as beating sense into somebody. <laughs> just crickets. <laughs> Worse than crickets. Dead crickets. Right. Post-nuclear Resentful crickets. Full crickets. Yeah. Doors creaking. So, but, but those are, uh, you know, uh, so, so it's interesting to do one-off things like that. You don't even know where they're going to go. It didn't really matter uh, uh, in the long run as a pro bono gig that it was. Right. Uh, 
I did have a nice joke for them about the election, which was about it's hardest for my puppy because every time Trump starts talking, her ears bleed from all the dog whistles. Uh, and she's a German shepherd, so you wouldn't think she'd be sensitive to that sort of thing, which is my, the part of the joke that's funny, in my opinion. Okay, so now I'm reciting material. Clearly we've run out of conversation. <laughs> not, not at all. That's what he was hoping we'd be doing the last hour. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, it was a well, I also told him that uh, com- the one thing comedy and law have in common is that they're both built on process. You know, they have uh, uh, rules and decorum and precedent, and we have a sense of humor. <laughs> so that's the difference between us and lawyers. I like it. And we're sitting here. We're sons of lawyers, aren't we? True. Yeah, I just I somehow pulled up some bio of yours, Josh, that I don't think I'd ever read before, and that's one of the things I noticed. Uh Really? Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. No, it was about you, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, your father was an attorney. Yeah, we are sons of lawyers, indeed. And neither of you went into it. No. (laughs) No. We chose that would have taken education. (laughs) And I dropped out to be a fucking gumball machine, and he dropped out to juggle. So (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Hey, on stage last night, you mentioned, uh, and I saw a little bit of uh, a couple things on Twitter that you were uh, in a. Member of a jury again, Josh. I was. Again. I was. I uh, murder jury. In fact, all of the last couple of weeks, I was just got done last week. And uh, it was unpleasant. It was unpleasant. <laughs> Always interesting, but really unpleasant. Yeah, especially because uh, the murder took place on videotape. So it was like... How many times have you seen that tape? I've now? seen it at least a dozen times. And it's like it's like a clockwork orange without cinematography or sound. Yeah. And uh, same, same, say notice the same things in the video the first time as well from the uh, pretty much, pretty much. Time. It's hard to miss the head getting kicked into the curb, Ooh. and it's you know any of the times it happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was not a uh, glamorous murder. <laughs> no, not, not one of the glamorous ones. <laughs> no, it was uh, homeless on homeless, and it was. Uh, there won't be a documentary coming. No, out Sharon about this Tate one? for you. I don't think there will be. I don't think uh, there's. Uh, based on who uh, hit the witness stand, there aren't enough people to interview about this one. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, have you ever been on the? I've been called. I've never. Uh, I've never served. Yeah, I suffer. But from I thank him. Ju- I, suffer- I thank him for his service. Yeah, I suffer from resting justice face. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I got asked one time, showed up, uh, kind of what you described, Ben. Yeah, and the guy bled out, right? Yeah, I had, yeah. you know, was there for a few hours, stared at my phone, yeah. waited for the mid to be sent home, and then I was. And that was it. Oh, well, I got sent home in, once, in too. I got sent home once, too, where they have everybody stand up and they ask questions and they ask, and for some reason they disqual- they DQ'd me on something. I think it was a bad, my bad left knee. I think uh, it was a bad knee. Your, your 440 time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> DQ'd. Uh, <laughs> I uh, but it, this is L.A. Criminal Courts building, so I, like I got called. Uh, that was my second jury of the day that I got called. You know, like I got. Oh, okay. I got interviewed a little bit in one courtroom, dismissed, sent back to the jury room, and then oh. taken to another courtroom. It's a lot stricter oh. than it used to be. That's well, true. it's not just less strict. I mean, there's a lot more cases going on. You know, in, in the L.A. Criminal Courts building, there's you know 15 floors of 20 courtrooms each. You know, so it's. So you were a vital cog in the prison industrial complex. Hell yeah. I think you deserve more than 15 Follow the money. Anybody. <laughs> yes. That's right. You know, when the, when the whole thing is done, do you go back and like then go like look at Google and see what was out there? Or did, was, there was all the information already there? Uh, the information was enough there for that one. Yeah. yeah. 
That would be rough, much rougher. Murder trial where it's like where there was doubt, but how reasonable? Well, I mean, there's always something to Some discuss. Doubt. I mean, there was the to the the flavor of murder was very much in discussion in this one. You know, we all agreed that this guy died because of this guy, but we didn't. You know, there was manslaughter, second degree, first degree to consider, and there was arguments for all three. So. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeesh. So when, when's the next time you'll be asked? Within the I get a two? year clear now. <laughs> You're clear? By law, I'm clear for a year. But, <laughs> but I've, been clearly, called, I've been called six times. The algorithm likes Two you. times I didn't get to get on juries, and then four times I did. And that's in 25 years in L.A. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to go back to something uh, about the movie. About okay. the movie. Um, I've gone to other movies in the past. Wow. It's for, yeah. That's the end of that sentence. Let's move on. You want to ask it's which nice ones? It's nice to see the way that you court your interviewer like that. Wow, I'm impressed. Really. I like it. Anything that wasn't animated? <laughs> yeah, I saw that newest Tim Burton movie, and I thought it was one of the most boring things I've ever seen. Well, actually, yes. I could recommend. I haven't heard good things. No, I can't recommend going to I can to hardly wait to miss it. Peregrine's family of children or whatever it was right. yeah no no good um no i've gotten to move especially like um opening nights of like star wars and stuff like that where the crowd where it's packed and everybody's so pumped uh-huh. and then people clap at the end of the movie yeah. and you go why are you why are we <laughs> clapping but that happened at the end of your movie and it finally made sense because people that were involved were there to hear it right yes yes i wanted it Oh yeah, yeah baby. Right? Standing out. Keep standing. Uh-huh. How much uh how much did you did you keep in touch at all with uh the comics that were involved in it like Pete, specifically Pete and, and uh, Tom? like while you were editing, did they have any They had no input, but I kind of when you know, when I show when I was showing stuff to people, I would show it to them. Like they saw the rough cut. Okay. That I showed friends in LA. I invited them, but they couldn't make it. Yeah. But, um but they didn't they didn't seek any input, okay. You know, or any edits or any. You know, they. I think you know. I met with them before the trip, um, you know, and kind of got whatever concerns that they might have out of the way, so uh-huh. that they knew my agenda was clean. Sure, you know, and that you know, and I think they saw very quickly that I was a comic and that I wasn't out to, you know, that my approach to this wasn't making people look bad, you right. Know? No. Or to be intrusive. You know, I was really like, I kind of want, you know, I want, you know, these guys were there to have a trip to Asia too, you know, and so I didn't want them, you know, to have to be living with cameras on their ass everywhere they went, you know, because that wouldn't be a trip to Asia. That would just be. So the shower scene got cut. Doc fodder, you know, (laughs) so. So I had limited stuff that I could actually pull from because of that, Mm -hmm. but I also had guys who were didn't hate my guts too yeah that's so. important it was <laughs> um when one of uh pete lee's uh appearances here on this podcast since you know after the recording in asia he talked about it's one of my favorite stories about he kind of got threatened while on stage he was there was like a fucking like Chinese mobster guy yeah. in the audience. He tells it in great detail, and I encourage anybody who hasn't heard it to go back and find that episode of No Laugh Track. But that obviously, that is, spoiler alert, that's not in the movie. That is not in the movie, because I didn't want, uh, I didn't know who that guy was, quite honestly. And 
he seemed like he had enough money if you pissed him off that he could have uh, he could have uh, done whatever. Oh, I, from Pete's description on the show, uh, yeah, yeah I, that's funny. There was no. <laughs> there's a scene where there's lit where where. And I didn't. We didn't have great coverage of it. I mean, I only had two cameras in the room. So. Okay, I was gonna. Yeah, I was um, curious about that. As we well. didn't have great coverage of it anyway. But and and by that point, I was racing for the end of the movie, and I wasn't gonna stop for. Yeah, because yeah. I. You'll see when you see the movie. There's another thing going on in that scene in Macau that's funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so that was in Macau. That was in Macau. Yeah, it was a high roller in Macau, and yeah. he's shouting shit, and Pete's, you know, kind of like realizing you know there's literally people in the crowd doing like shaking their head and doing the the like cut it off sign with their neck like trying to warn him like yeah like trying to warn him with hand gestures don't 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 fuck with this guy Mm -hmm. uh but this guy was asking for it too he was calling attention to himself yeah so it was a weird dance that you know it probably would have pissed him off more to ignore him than to give him attention but he wasn't speaking english Mm -hmm. and it was just it was a weird bizarre Dance, dangerous, yeah, a sort of dangerous feeling thing, you yeah. know. I had a and those guys too. actually hung out at the casino after the show, so they actually got more of the scene. You know, we had to leave the rest of we had to go back to Hong Kong, and those guys were leaving the country the next morning from Macau, basically. Oh, you okay? You were staying, uh, and I was staying a few more days and or a couple more days in Hong Kong to shoot. Okay. Um. So they had like the night in the casino after the show too, or, or among these sort of high roller people. But there was this one; he was like a white suited, you know, kind of, you know, Gucci cowboy hat, you know, two Rolex kind of, <laughs> you know, Asian cowboy, Asian cowboy, you know, I Asian just, Al Capone. I just need everyone to know how much cash is dripping from me. Yeah, every every orifice. And they've cracked down on that now in Asia with their corruption cracking, which is Macau has been really hurt by. Uh, they've been trying to crack down on corruption in China, oh. and so all the, these people, these ostentatious showings of wealth, are no longer in vogue among the super rich. Oh, you know? interesting. You, were you gonna particularly say not the ones that are also uh, uh, um, government g- officials. government officials <laughs> when they go back to China. They right. put, the, put yeah, right. the John Wayne head. Well, I, I, it wasn't a friend, but it was a guy I worked with uh, who had a club in Florida, but uh, who I knew. I mean, I'd worked with enough times, and uh, he had a mobster sitting at the front seat of in the front of his club with two bookend bodyguards around him, and they. Uh, and he said the wrong thing to the guy, and they pulled him off stage, and they snapped his leg in three places. Oh, yeah. So since then, I've had the rule, two rules of comedy, don't pick on the powerless and try not to say anything that will get your leg snapped in three places. <laughs> right. There's a lot of room in there. Yeah, you know? oh, there is. But uh, that kind of threat, you know. Don't punch down and don't get punched. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Halloween's coming up on Monday, fellas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. So uh, it is Monday. I'm always, it's the 31st. I always get that wrong. I never know how many kids we're going to have, so I don't know how much sushi to buy. It's really just a bad holiday. Mm. Hate it. I hate I hate. I've hated Halloween ever since I was a fat kid when I loved Halloween. Okay. It was the only day of the year I had a work ethic. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time I remember in my childhood having a work ethic, really. (laughs) Come on, time is candy. Let's move. (laughs) There's two sides of the street. Let's do this. (laughs) Do you you live in a neighborhood where the people come to your house? Yeah. Yeah. Well, these days, people who live in dangerous neighborhoods just bring their kids over to the good neighborhoods to trick or treat. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. 
So it's nice. You get to meet your housekeeper's children. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. It's That's why America's a great country, isn't it? And then you give them candy. Yeah, but my wife you know, and I both resent of a living wage. My wife and I both resent the shit out of it. So we hate answering the door a thousand times. Mm-hmm. We hear our dogs freaking out all night. Right, yeah, that, that's, it is a bad holiday for dogs. Yeah, it's just a huge pain in the ass. So. And and of course, this year you'll be wanting to watch the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Oh, are they playing on Monday Night? Yeah, they are. Oh, great. Speaking of horror shows, <laughs> who are yeah. they playing? Chicago. Hmm. In Chicago or here? In Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, then our hotel won't fill up with uh, Bears fans like it happened. We, we've often yeah, we've been here that, the night before yeah. the night before the Packers, Packers. game. Always on our yeah. Oh, our, right. You know, yeah. There's some hotel fills up with people in windbreakers carrying twenty four packs of old style. Yeah. You know? Damn right. <laughs> the hotel. The hotel blows a, a point two. Is that what's what's really <laughs> drunk? The hotel blows a point two zero. <laughs> It's just coming off of it like uh, natural gas off a fracking yard. You but, know, yeah, that's right. Packer nope. fans have their own natural gas anyway, though, don't they? they do. Yes, Absolutely. they do. They do. Where, where are you living now, Chris? I live in uh, I, I live in the mountains outside of Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I say that well? The laugh kind of made it yeah, less uh, cool. Yeah. Well, in the foothills, he lives in Vegas, and we're trying. We were trying to find a way to describe it. That doesn't sound. That like, doesn't make it sound. It <laughs> okay. doesn't make it sound really, really down and outy somehow. You know, like, like yeah, I live in Vegas. I do kids shows in the afternoons, and uh, then I hit the know, buffets. I hit the buffets. I uh, do a little blackjack, and uh, then I Uber from two o'clock till eight o'clock in the morning. And uh, I make uh, one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the foothills. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Did you like the story about the Uber driver last night? Uh, yeah, let's see. Early on. Head yeah. injury. The one with the Republican. Uh, oh one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. the one guy that was supporting Trump because racism has been so much worse since Obama got elected. Yes. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. That actually was there was a, a, a Trump official who actually said that. I, of fire, course, yes. of course, and it's you know, uh, it, I mean, there's all these through the looking glass talking points. So, but again, you know, you could call it cognitive dissonance, but that requires cognition. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. No cognition, no dissonance. No. Uh, so um, how are we going to get an update from you, Josh, when this gets picked up? Um, like Twitter. By, I would suggest Twitter. Follow me at J. Elvis Weinstein. Okay. That would be the best. Um, also, listen to this podcast. I bet you'll, I bet word will trickle to you and then people can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You uh, follow me already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be one of the so biggest. I'm counting on you to tell the podcast when this movie is out. I certainly will. I'll have a viewing at my house. If I Lewis. Lewis will, uh, you know, probably tell you. But keep oh. an eye out for it. It's called I Need You to Kill. It's really, really funny and good. It's really, really funny and good. Yeah. Even I mean, I went into it having hear, heard the stories. I you know have uh, I know the people involved, but I talked to people that uh, in that audience, and I'm sure you did as well. Who don't know who really who Chad is or Pete or right. Tom, and just went got invited by a friend, and they're like, "It's well, so funny." Well, I have real credibility because I'm the only one of Josh's friends that hated his first film. So, <laughs> as a result, if I really like this one, I got to be telling the truth. And I was the most nervous person in that theater next to Josh. Okay. Because I was thinking, Jesus. Yeah, he hated my friendship. first film and let me know it. Friendship. Well, no. I mean, I didn't I didn't really. He thinks I, well, I didn't, I, I didn't, 
yeah, anyway. <laughs> we, you know, so I was sitting there going. He wrote me a really hope. fucking long thing about why he hated it. Uh, and then he wrote me another email that said, I tried to watch it again, but I still hate it. <laughs> yeah. And Josh said, don't bother. Why the fuck are you watching Just it again? I hated you Just after the first bother. one. <laughs> I hated you after the first email. So, uh, after your really, first review. Really, I, I, I hated you at subject. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, was there. How, how early on did you come up with the title? Um, hmm. About halfway through, I think. Halfway through? Yeah. If we're, I mean, it fits perfectly, and it's... Yeah, it's sourced from the movie. Sourced from the movie, yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I was very happy with it. Yeah. Extremely funny sourced. Yeah. Boy, that guy's not caffeinated enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> but check out kill. the trailer on YouTube or uh, Vimeo. There you go. I need you to kill. Yes. Just, just so you'll get a flavor for what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, go back and listen uh, to the Chad Daniels, Pete, Tom Segura, all the episodes that they've been in in the last uh, year and a half, two years. Two years, probably, To get some yeah. other perspectives on uh, that trip and the movie. And and hopefully coming to a streaming source near you soon. Something, yeah. 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 I have to tell you, I flat out, when I, I, got, to try, I got to talk to Chad uh, for a little bit after the movie on Sunday, and I told him um, that once people see this, this is... And this is a compliment to you. I think you'll take it this way. People, it's going to be really good for him. Oh God, yeah. When I mean, he comes off it. like fucking Bill Hicks in this movie. Yeah, you know? I'm he's like, got, dude, it's going to people. He's got so many great lines that are blackout lines to scenes. Yes, and that, you know, it's yes. like no. He, I rode his his funny all the way through the movie for sure. Yeah, and rightfully so. I just watched him work on Saturday night here at the club, and he's just fucking rock solid, man. Yeah. So funny, so good. He's getting better all the time. He's better than he was on this trip, even. You mm-hmm. know? Sure. Um, so I hope he's proud of it. I hope he acted like he was he was proud of the movie. And oh yeah, I um, oh, yeah. You know, I know he was yeah. a little self conscious at first, as he's wont to be. But sure. Um, well, I, that's even kind of the comment he gave to me was sort of the self conscious thing. And I, yeah. I said, like, man, you people, when people see this, I think all of them, I mean, people really are responding to him and, yeah, to, yeah. and to Tom. And I know Pete already, Pete's Pete already his... got a, a gig yeah. on comedy central because a comedy central exec had seen the movie and, oh, I didn't and, know this. and yeah. gave him a gig on the strength of the movie. So. Really? Yeah. Well, they're all out, very different voices and they're all very, uh, uh, entertaining and worth listening to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. so, you know, so I think all, th- you know, I think, you know, I think, Pete and T- Pete and Chad are probably slightly less known right now than Tom, uh, but I think all three of them are going to gain fans from it for sure. I completely agree. Well, as will you. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Yes, right. Uh, what are your What would all your credits be on the movie? Let's see. Besides narrator, uh, narrator, um, writer, editor, director, executive producer. How about the music? Uh, I didn't take any credit, but I helped with the composition. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of music, if who you... was the best boy? Oh, there was no best boy. No best Were boy. you a bad boy? I was a bad, bad <laughs> boy. Can I call you a bad boy? <laughs> there was a, oh, no. No best boy, no key grip, no gaffer. Real. Well, there was gaffing going on. Uh, and no then I think the this is my final question. At what point will um, will it be rift? That's up to the people who are still in the riffing business. Yeah. I will. I would give them. Uh, I'd give them rights to riff it. If you would they, give them if rights they, to if riff it. If they asked me, of course I would. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Of course I would. I don't think uh, 
doing riffing comedy is not a uh, particularly uh, rewarding experience I we've found not. we've all found over the years because uh-huh. the riffs are already there that's right by, sort of by definition yeah, yeah. yeah i didn't leave a lot of holes except for laughs so yeah um but i would definitely give them permission okay. if they wanted to take me down a peg <laughs> Perfect. like they have Good it already <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, and also, you mentioned music, and if you come to the show here, uh, not only do you get to see uh, a one of, a juggling act like uh, it, the finale, like I've never seen, only heard about, or online of uh, YouTube videos of Chris Bliss, like you've never seen, like I've never Huge. seen. But then Josh gets involved, and you get to hear him sing. Yes, which sounds pretty fucking gay on the run of this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, you get to hear me sing. It's it was a big cool. finale. It's a big finale. Yeah, it's showbiz. Showbiz, folks. Talented singer. Multi-talented. Good singer. Yeah, for real. It Good is, player. It is the least. It's the least cynical closing <laughs> bit that you will find yeah. in comedy after that night of what we what we've said. It is Fallon-esque. That's what it, I it always is think sort of him as the anti cynic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Oh, it, it's great stuff. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Um we did it. Can I I'm can't wait to find out what happens to the movie next and people get to see it. And the pile drivers stopped early in the interview and didn't go afterwards. So That's Yeah, right. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they must be all done across the street. I guess so. <laughs> people could start moving in. No, I can hear them again. I think they just moved away from the uh, gas line we're sitting on. Oh, that's, that's really <laughs> funny. Hey, what's that smell halfway through the podcast? Kaboom. I'm feeling lightheaded. We better end now. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.